listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 3, The Rhythm of Leadership. Building on the fundamentals from Seasons 1 and 2, we now study the concept of rhythm and how team and organizational leaders use their energy and rhythm to achieve higher performance and productivity. This series is brought to you by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your source and reference for achieving breakthrough performance and productivity, and for leading yourself, leading teams, and leading organizations. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Erica Peetler. Good morning and welcome back to Leadership on the Ground Season 3. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler. Good morning, Erica. Another great morning at Desk Hub Atlanta. <laughs> yep, another great morning right here with you on air at the desk and uh, excited to uh, see what we have unfolding today. Good to have you in studio. We're uh, talking today about Episode 5, Navigating the Dynamics of Life Cycles. This promises to be a, an integral part of Season 3 here. Before we go there, a quick overview of Leadership on the Ground Season 3. Why is this season so important? How does it differ from Seasons 1 and 2? Yeah, in season one, we were talking about the fundamentals of leadership on the ground, the basic skill sets. In season two, we raised the bar and we said, listen, it's really important that we work at the speed of business in real time. And we gave everybody pointers on how to do that. In season three, we take it up yet another level and we look at a more macro perspective of leadership and we're looking through the lens of rhythm. It's really important that leaders have a rhythm in all that they do. Business runs with certain rhythms. So we're going to look at some structural ways that we can help leaders to set the stage for how they conduct business and how they lead their teams. You're going to hear us use words like facilitating, creating, owning, establishing, embracing, navigating, accelerating. It's still all about conscious competency, and it's still all about putting your leadership on the ground, and it's still all about performance and productivity, but now it's through that macro structural lens. All right. So today's action word, Erica, is navigating navigating the dynamics of life cycles. Gosh, let me just ask you this. So as is, as is common with, with our conversations on this series is seasons one, two, and three, there are things you talk about that I've never thought about in the context of leadership and leadership development. And, and I, and I've been thinking about life cycles under, and navigating these dynamics of life cycles. I imagine there's two main problems. One, I bet you most people don't realize they're in a life cycle. Two, they're probably misdiagnosing where they are in the life cycle if they're even aware of it. You are absolutely right. Those are the two common problems. So, you know, you and I are right on the same page right as we start this episode today. You know, navigating the dynamics of a life cycle. You know, most people don't realize that, yeah, whether it's a business or whether it's your talent pool or whether it's your own career, there is a life cycle dynamic at play, right? You're at the beginning, the middle, or the end or you're at a startup, a growth phase, or a mature stage of a company. So life cycles are prevalent. What is important here is are leaders consciously competent about understanding what the concept is of a life cycle? And then you nailed it right off the bat. Most importantly, do they understand and appropriately diagnose where they are? When I go into a lot of uh, clients that I work with, I find notoriously that they misdiagnose where they are. They think they're always in a growth mode. No matter what the state is of that business, they believe that they're in a growth mode. And look, we all want to grow, no doubt about it. 
but we are not always in a growth part of a life cycle. And that's a critical thing for an organization to understand. Well, just in case someone's listening to this and they say, look, what the heck is a life cycle? So why don't you, if you can, define that and then give a couple of examples so someone has a has a reference point as what we're talking about here. Yeah, this is a great link, right? A life cycle is a phase of the ongoing development. And I can make it as simple as where were we, where are we, and where are hmm. we going, right? You know, like the narrative, that's a great way to look at a life cycle. You can look at it and say, you know, there are three phases of it. You know, we might be in the startup phase of a company. We might be in the maturity phase of a company where we're in high growth, and then we may be in a mature phase. It's where are you in this dynamic evolution of recognizing that, you know, there are always going to be phases of approach. And I love my uh, my favorite example is the progressive mindset. Mm-hmm. Am I in the bevel? Am I starting things off? Am I in the inflection point? Am I in the crest? And the thing that's really important about life cycles is, you know, you're not just in one life cycle. You know, you're in this circulinear process where just imagine these like circles are always trending up towards the upper right-hand corner. And these S-curves are just a series of S-curves all linked in terms of our progress moving forward. But I, you know, thinking of some of the things we've discussed over season three, I mean, I think about mantras. There's probably one mantra that you're really focusing on at any given time. When I think about narrative, now we discussed that narratives change and they evolve and it's never ending, but there is one narrative that you're operating under at any given time. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that when you're observing an organization and all the, the team involved, there's a lot of different life cycles. I mean, is, am I reading that right? I mean, there seems to be a lot of different things that you need to be thinking about with regards to life cycles in terms of the organization, in terms of a team, in terms of you as an individual. Am I, am I getting that right? Yeah, I mean, you are. And, and this is why, you know, this is why leadership is a skilled profession and not a hacker sport because, yeah, you may have one part of your organization that you've recently just started up or one new department and they're in a different stage of a life cycle. They're just getting out of the bevel, right? They're just getting clear on Role clarity, what are they trying to do? You may have parts of your organization that are super mature, working at the highest level of their capability. You may have some new talent in the organization that's just coming up to speed. You may have some very senior executives. There are multiple life cycles that we are managing at any one given point in time. But you know, the macro life cycle of where we are as an organization, that has to be relative to the both external Hmm. marketplace and the internal readiness that we have to address the strategy, the vision, and what we're trying to accomplish in that external marketplace. All right. So help me understand how rhythm plays into different types of life cycles. And I I get the fact that a life cycle, frankly, is its own rhythm or should have its own rhythm. But help me understand, are there, in fact, different rhythms for different life cycles? There are. And I think that's a great question. I mean, you know, we can go through a couple of them here. And the one that I think is probably really easy to get people's uh, head around is let's just take the concept of a startup company, Mm. right? What do we think the rhythm is of a startup company? Fast, right? right? There's no, yeah, chaotic. There's no barriers. You know, there's probably no process, no structure. We're just trying to get stuff done. I think someone would say there is no cycle in a a startup because it's just, it's just organized chaos, but there there is a cycle there. There is a cycle. There is a cycle of trying to get to critical mass, Mm -hmm. right? There's a cycle of trying to get to penetration, you know, get that first customer, get that stability, right? Get us out of the bevel, so to speak, so we can build on a foundation. But the rhythm in a startup is going to be a lot faster than in a mature organization Mm. that has the structure and has the process. In fact, we might accuse that organization of having to really think about, is your rhythm too slow? 
You know, is someone going to disrupt you? Is someone going to challenge you and you are not keeping pace with the speed of business on the outside because you've actually reached that crest and you are mature and you are pretty satisfied? Are you complacent? And we need to make sure that we don't fall into complacency because if we do, then we fall off the cliff, right? We got to jump to that next inflection point. We got to help people reach for that next piece of the rhythm that keeps the momentum going. Yep. Yep. All right. Erica and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international bestselling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpetler.com. Okay, Todd Schnick back with Erica Petler, Episode 5, Navigating the Dynamics of Life Cycles. So you talked about a startup and the different type of a rhythm in the life cycle that a startup has versus, say, a, a mature organization. Uh, I imagine there's a lot to be said about the differences between an entrepreneurial mindset and, and an enterprise mindset. Walk us through some of that. Yeah, that's a great connection because clearly in a startup phase, this is that entrepreneurial phase, right? right. Where we got some really energized, and in some cases, cowboys going out there trying to really you know, land the big business and, and make some things happen. And there's a hard wiring and a pace and a rhythm to an entrepreneur that doesn't let anything get in their way. They kind of make things happen. And an enterprise leader, a little bit more structured, a little bit more process-oriented, probably going to find them more in a growth or a mature kind of uh, environment. One of the things that's a challenge is organizations need both, Todd. And this is where I think organizations probably have rhythm killers or rhythm disruptors Mm. because their roots are in an entrepreneurial startup. And then they start to get bigger and they start to realize, well, we do need some process and some structure. And certainly if we're going to bring in more resources, they need to have role clarity. They need to understand how to get things done. But we are shying away from, we don't want to be IBM. We don't want to be this like big structure. So, you know, having this balance is really key. And that leader of an organization needs to have an appropriate rhythm between that entrepreneurial leadership and that enterprise leadership. And the balance is in the mix of both and being able to appreciate both, being able to recognize both, value both, and really have both actively prevalent and present in your organization. Well, I imagine it's typical, and you could apply this to most organizations, that they're in essence in three phases, right? There's the, there's the chaotic start of it, the startup phase of it. There's the growth stage of it. And then there's the maturity. Yeah. And that's a life cycle in and of itself, right? Absolutely. And, and so the point you're making is that even if you're in that initial phase, that management team, the leadership, they have to recognize that they're at the early stages of that life cycle. And so they have to be mindful of those next two phases. I think some aren't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
the phases are going to come. I think there's sometimes an addiction or a desire to say, we're always going to stay small. Right. You know, we're always going to be family run. We're always going to be, you know, this really close knit group. I've actually worked with a couple of companies, one in particular that comes to mind that has had enormous success, phenomenal success, has grown from probably a $30 million business to an excess of $600 million and has been run primarily through entrepreneurial leadership. And they are really stretching and struggling with how do they build a sustainable infrastructure, technology platform, process and leadership bench that now really allows them to support a $600 million business on its way to being a billion. These are not inconsequential decisions. And these are not things that you can pivot on and change overnight. So being mindful of moving through those phases with rhythm and clarity, and as a leader, being able to understand what do you have to have your organization do to be prepared for the life cycle before the life cycle shift happens. Because if you miss that entry point, if you miss the pivot on the life cycle stage, you cause pain. Right? There's pain in the organization. And we want to be able to prevent that because that's a rhythm killer. Yeah. Well, another thing that strikes me, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you, when I look back at all three seasons and I look back at, at leadership on the ground, the, the whole idea, think about leadership rigor, the biggest mind blower for me was this recognition that it's not just about the organization. There's actually three phases there. It's the focus on the individual, it's the team, and then it's the organization. So I suspect that there's challenges, that there's life cycles to all three of those phases in terms of the individual, in terms of the team, in terms of the organization, and probably some rhythm killers potential there too, yeah? It's a huge, that's a great point. I mean, think about it in in this way, right? When we're at the beginning of leading yourself, right? The biggest piece, and we spent a lot of time on season one and season two with this, Leading yourself, it has to have a big part of acquiring knowledge and understanding, gosh, as a leader, what do I need to do, right? I need to understand altitude. I need to know sequencing. You know, I need to understand emotional intelligence. But then, you know, you have to be able to cross that knowing doing gap that we talked about, right? I got to be able to put it on the ground in real time. So this whole concept of leading yourself, there's a life cycle there. Like you don't get to leave leading yourself pretty much ever, but you certainly don't get to lead teams unless you're able to cross that knowing doing gap. That gives you permission to then lead a team. And I'll tell you, in the life cycle stage of becoming a leader, the most significant challenge, the rhythm killer that's also a career killer is can you make the adjustment from leading yourself to leading others? Because the biggest shift is I don't get to do it anymore. I have to get that work done through others. And that life cycle shift is the biggest killer for everybody. And it's a rhythm killer for the organization. How many times have we seen putting someone into the leadership role of a team, but they want to do everything and they're Mm. not capable of really leveraging the talent around them? Yep. All too common, unfortunately. Okay. It's all the time we have for today. Tune in next week for episode six, Accelerating Talent Development of Your Bench. That will be our final episode of season three. All right. On behalf of my co-host, Erica Peetler, I am Todd Schnick. Season three of Leadership on the Ground will return next week. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. You have been listening to Leadership on the Ground, season three. Today's episode is made possible by Desk Hub Atlanta, part of the premier network of shared entrepreneurial workspaces across the U.S. As Zoe Fox of Desk Hub Atlanta says... I'd say the best part of working at Desk Hub Atlanta is watching our community grow every day. Whether it's people chatting over a cup of coffee in the morning or collaborating on a project together, it makes it a fun environment for everyone. Reap the rewards of collaboration, networking, and synergy. Join the Desk Hub community today. 
Learn more at deskhub.com. That's deskhub.com. And thank you for listening to Leadership on the Ground, a leadership development series from IntrepidNow.com.